On this episode of The Live Life, we're talking about one of the coolest solutions to communicate your message at a live event, digital signage, and more on The Live Life. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by... SDVOE, the platform for networked AV. This is The Live Life, episode 34, digital signage for live events. Welcome to The Live Life, where we bring you influential guests of the live event community to discuss topics related to the selling, planning, designing, producing, and delivering live event productions. I am your host, Wallace Johnson, where you can find me on Twitter at WallaceCTS. And today I have a uh, guest to talk about digital signage for live events. He is the uh, <laughs> visual communication project manager for Smart Source, and his name is uh, David uh, Schmerbach. Did I say that right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Schmerbach. Schmerbach. There we go. I got to get it right. I got to get it right. Cool, cool. So, Dave, uh, first quick question for you give us a little <clears throat> bit of a background about yourself. Um, how you got into the industry and how you got into digital signage. Yeah, so um, I just rolled up on my nine-year anniversary here at Smart Source. Um, kind of rolled into this company uh, on a fluke. My They had just been acquiring a few different companies, and one of my friends worked for what was called Rentsys. And he recommended coming over. We do IT and AV rentals, and they were just looking for some techs. Um, I worked in the bar industry. I was running nightclubs and bars. I was a manager and kind of had that background doing technical stuff, but I also had an education in marketing and graphic design. So when I got over to this company, um, they were really rolling coming off of, um, uh, a few different mergers and putting things together. We have 21 offices across the nation. We service the convention industry, event industry, and all major cities. So while we rent IT and AV equipment, they needed, people started coming for solutions. Now, companies are looking for, that's great, I can put a 90-inch monitor up there, but what am I going to do with it? So um, I had a great mentor who was the senior vice president, and, you know, talking with him a few different times, and he was really a visionary where he saw, like, hey, solution-based, uh, events are where it's really at, where he can sell, give you a reason to, you know, to do some stuff. So you might be a, an existing client, but hey, I've got all this other stuff you could do too. So instead of just renting a computer or a laptop or a monitor, you know, we can give you the whole package. So he brought me on the team and we started producing digital signage. And then as I progressed, we also started doing, you know, some social media stuff and um, dabbling. We have now we have a um, portion that does registration. We have people that do um, e-literature, uh, lead retrieval. So there's a whole bunch of different uh, avenues that kind of split off of that. I really concentrate on the visual communications aspect of it. Very cool. You, you've been in this industry for a little bit of time now. What would you tell somebody new? What advice would you give them that's coming into the industry looking at you know, what you're doing, looking at digital signage and events, what advice, you know, looking back from your career, would you give to somebody new um, coming into the industry? 
Um, well, number one, you can never, it's not a nine to five job. That's the big thing. Like, you know, <laughs> it's some of my weekends aren't weekends at all. They're work weekends, but, um, it, you know, you gotta be ready for anything. It's, uh, the biggest thing that I hurdle we have is, you know, when it's a live event, it goes three to five days, it's over with, you never do it again. Um, you know, you might have the same type of event next year, but it's, it's one and done. It's not something you can continually like a, a permanent install in your business where, you know, I want to tweak this today or do something like that. It's, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I don't want to say volatility, but there's volatility in, in like right up to the live, you know, basically until the last portion, the last minute ticks off the clock, you know, you're on, you're on the clock. So that's the biggest thing is you got to be ready for, um, it's just anything can happen. Um, but I would really suggest, you know, have all your bases covered. I think one of the things I would have done a little differently is I would have learned to develop apps, been an early innovator on that. Um, you know, I always dabbled with apps and I thought they were cool. You know, I have a background where I can do web design and I know enough to be dangerous, but I think at this portion, instead of concentrating just on one thing, I, I want to actually open up my uh, avenues to more because, and that's what I would tell people is, you know, don't concentrate on just one aspect of it. So in my position, I don't do just the design. I don't do just the development. I kind of handle it all. I handle sales assist and all that kind of stuff. And that's just the nature of our business and my role. Um, so for anyone coming up in this industry, you know, just be prepared. Um, anything can happen. No, great advice. Great advice. So let's get a little bit into the topic um, and talk about digital signage for live events. So when we look at a digital signage system uh, that would be used for live event applications, what components would you say are made up in that system? So we have, I always break it down hardware, software. Um, you know, we rent, like I have my my system is already integrated into our hardware. So I always break it down for them in two different pieces. Honestly, because we're such a big company, we have all kinds of hardware. It really does, we're agnostic on what I put it on. Um, I try to find whatever best fits that client's needs. So we could do anything from a monitor, um, you know, 40 inch monitor, I've done 27 inch, you know, freestanding kiosk, um, all the way up to now we have like 58 inch vertical kiosks that are beautiful um, they look great and you know and then we have um 90 inch monitors video walls all kinds of cool stuff so we can put it on anything so that's the that's the one portion i don't really get into that much is you know hardware is hardware um and then when they get down to the specifics you know having being able to put it up and all that kind of stuff so um you know really having knowledge of the hardware but it's not the because we're not a permanent install it's not the biggest hurdle um and then the software component is the one because what I really get from people is they kind of have an idea of what they want and then they see the product and then it's crazy. They're like, Oh my God, I could do so much with it. So, um, that's, that's the one that really gets me is, you know, I always try to convey the message and I learned this the hard way through some trial and error. So everyone else can skip the trial and error. Cause I'll <laughs> give you the hint, which is, you know, I learned this in school and I guess I didn't pay attention that day. I don't know, but it, <laughs> it's what's your main message? Like, you know, what are your three component messages? What do you really want to get across to people? And then everything else is secondary. So 
when I do my events, you know, there's some things that people want to get, you know, their agenda. They want to have their um, maybe wayfinding, where, do, you know, where things are at on the show floor, where things are at in a venue. And then the other stuff is informational based. So those are the big things. And I had a client once that I let people, design, you know, kind of, I work with their creative team. So I don't have to go through and spend a lot of time learning about their brand and all that kind of, that's wasted wasted time and money for them when they have a creative team that's already kind of done stuff. Mm-hmm. So what I like to do is when I work with them, I let them, I give them free reign. I'm just like, you know, design, here's some templates, things that I've done, design something that you like. So it, one, it gets them engaged and it makes them creative. Um, and then I can always be like, well, you design this stuff. So, you know, but, um, and then I tell them, give it to me and I'll make it work. Or I'll tell you what we need to fix or what I would do, my professional opinion. And so I got a, I got something. And when I looked at it, I was like, my eyes bugged out. I'm like, there's 15 buttons on this thing. I'm like, do we really need 15 buttons? Are people going to spend that kind of time at your digital sign? Or are they going to come walk up, find what information they need, and then move on? You might get two to three minutes of quality time with them. Um, so we whittled it down and it's, this is kind of how I do things. Now this is kind of like, I learned from that mistake, but now I, I teach people as I go along. And we'll, what I mean is what's your three main messages? Let's, let's start with those. Those are the big things. Those are the ones you really want to get to. And then we can have some secondary stuff. And then what I've learned works the best is almost like a screensaver. I use an advertising loop where I call them ads, but they're just JPEGs. And what I've learned in the industry is, um, you probably learn this at events too, is when you're walking around, people are always asking, hey, what's the Wi-Fi? What's the password? You know, the SSID. How do I get the app? Um, where's lunch? You know, uh, what's another good one? Oh, if there's an off-site event, where is this? I want some information about that. So this is where my design background comes into play. I'm like, let's do this creatively. A picture's worth a thousand words. So we run a loop anywhere. I mean, an average would be like eight to 10 slides. And that loop, when it's playing on a digital sign, attracts your eye. Now you look over there and you're like, oh, wow, it's a digital sign with some information. Hey, you know what? I need to find my agenda. Where's my room at? And they go over and now they're engaged. And that's where you hook them. And then the best part is, you know, this is how you sell your sponsors. Oh, by the way, you have sponsors. Now you can put your information up there and you got a captive audience. So that's kind of how I uh, qualify, you know, both the hardware and then the software aspect. Cool. There's a lot of nuggets in there. So looking from what you just described, the software side seems to be a pretty important piece as it outlines kind of the capabilities of the system and all of the graphical things that you do. Um, is that something that you have one software that you've used or have you, you know, evolved to different ones over time or with a lot of it, is it as simple as PowerPoint? Like how, how do you kind of look at what software fits, you know, the client's needs from a, a live event side? Is it something that's, you know, you kind of marry yourself to one or you, you know, is it a flexible environment to where you can kind of pick and choose per application? So we do a little bit of both. Um, I'm kind of married to one, which I use. So what I end up doing is I qualify, like um, I'm our, our first line of defense for our salespeople. And 
they get someone that's like, hey, I, you know, I'm really interested in digital signs and our salespeople don't know what to tell them, they call me. And then we, we'll do a demo and I just listen. That's the biggest thing is I listen to their needs and you know, I, I direct them to where they, what they're looking for. So if it's a PowerPoint or something simple um, that our techs and our field offices can handle, you know, we'll do that and I'll coach them along and what they need to do. If it gets a little bit more involved, um, you know, where we have an interactive sign or something like that, I look and I have a couple different um, applications I use, but what I really use the most is um, who I'm kind of married to is Four Winds. We have a relationships with Four Winds Interactive. I've been using them for nine years now. Um, we kind of got in on the ground floor with them, so we have a great relationship. And it's really such a great program. I, I probably use like a third of what I, it's really capable of doing. I mean, they've evolved so much. But there's so many great programs out there as well. Um, you know, we've used, uh, with one client, we use Moxie. Um, we use our, we have Samsung monitors. So we've used their internal stuff. And that's something that I'm looking forward to. Um, they've kind of progressed that as well. So I'm looking forward to exploiting that as much as possible because that's a great system as well. So um, I just have to be careful uh, because we're such a, my group's such a small group that uh, I want to make sure we don't go overboard because then all of a sudden, you know, when, when you got all these jobs coming in and there's only 24 hours in a day. So, right, right. But, I mean, yeah, you know, there's so many great things out there. I mean, I've dabbled, of course, like with Rise Vision and, and a few other things. So, I mean, you know, it's learn one, but don't, I guess my advice would be, you know, learn about them all and know what the differences are because, you know, it helps when you're, talking to a client, you know, one of the big things I get is um, we have what we call e-literature stations. And it's something where people can scan their badge and get, send info out. And those are things that I'm noticing a lot of people are starting to go towards. It's a green solution. You don't have to print your material and you get everybody's information. You don't have to have a fishbowl out anymore for business cards and then go back through and type that info in. You get it right there on the spot. So, and you find out what they're looking for. So that's a great um, example of digital, like uh, progression of digital signage, you know, how it can be used for um, being more personable, I guess, is a good response to that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, as you bring up that use case, um, what are some other more common use cases that you see digital signage used for um, in live events? So the big things I get requests for are like uh, wayfinding. That's a big one. Um, you know, especially when you have big show floors and the ability to highlight like categories of booths um, based on their products or things like that. That's a good one. Um, I just did uh, work for a client ADP and they had an awesome digital signage program. And I've literally progressed with them for six years. And from basic uh, static signs um, into more dynamic static signs that where everything changes. And now we've gone into interactive and social media. So um, social media is another one where people are really getting into what that brings to the table. Um, I cringe because I'm like, I, I've been preaching social media for years and no one was like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Facebook. And I talked to my friends. I'm like, no, in the event industry, People are narcissistic to a point where they're like, um, I want to see my name up on the on the board up there. And 
so we did we do Tableau every year, and we did a big social media board this year, and it was a three-dimensional LED screen that kind of mimicked their logo, which their logo is stacked bars. So it was stacked high and low, front and back, three-dimensional. And social media people uh, were taking photos in a photo booth behind it and was popping up on the screen. And people were standing there all day long taking photos. <laughs> it, was, it was like the highlight, like right when you walked in and people were taking photos all day long. I mean, it was, they got so much value out of this thing. I mean, it was like a piece that everybody talks about and they were so happy with it. So, I, you know, the more creative you can be with digital signage, I mean, some of it needs to be just like if I'm at a registration and, you know, whether it be informational based stuff like, um, you know, flight boards for an airport, all that kind of stuff. Those are good use cases. But some of the stuff, if you can get creative with it, um, wow, I mean, the value is just there, especially for live events. So speaking of value, speaking of, you know, the use case of digital signage, you've been at it for a while. You've been, you know, almost 10 years plus now. Is digital signage becoming, you know, more common or people becoming more comfortable or is it still underutilized for the number of events you're seeing in a year? I want to say it's becoming more common if you look at it from a standpoint of like what I have up right now is a digital sign. It's just a logo up there, um, but that's a digital sign. So if you look at it that way, I think that's an underutilized case right there because that doesn't do anything other than create a background. Right. Um, for me, you know, I would have something on there, whether something to attract your eye, whether it be some kind of moving video, slight moving video or whatever. But I believe more people are starting to embrace it. Um, I hear it all the time, you know, green solution, green solution. I just I just dealt with a client. They're very, um, their comment was they're, uh, they're in their industry. They put on a technical conference, which has the, uh, I want to I remember how we said it, but it was like, they basically, the tools of their trade are the top notch, um, technical tools of their, of their industry. That's what they promote. And yet they're doing poster board sessions that are on tech boards and there's like 200 of them and it just takes up a whole huge area. And I'm like, why not my thought process? And this is going way above what I do, but I'm like, why not make that into an interactive park where you could have digital signs with your poster boards and, and make it more inviting to people. I know it's a, um, it's a medical conference. So I know, scientists and this is not a knock on scientists by any means but you know some of them are just like very to the point this is what i want to do and what i want to look at mm -hmm. but if you make these things more inviting everybody likes a park you know um and i'm seeing a lot of those and and that's one of the things we're seeing with digital science is people are integrating them into their uh, setups and making them more inviting making it kind of a focal point of certain areas so people you know so it's not just a a monitor on a pole stand, you know, right. um, I think that that portion of digital I mean, we still use them and, and we're going to still use them because there are places where, you know, outside rooms and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, if you can incorporate it into your design, I think there, you know, more people are getting the idea and they love the green portion of it. And my big thing is I come from the print industry, but as soon as you got to reprint something, cost hmm. some, some kind of money, if I got to reprint or I don't have to reprint anything, I just change the graphic out. Right. So. 
So I really think people are starting to embrace it a little bit more. They're starting to learn, you know, you have your early innovators, you have, then you have your, your people that you'll get that bell where everybody's starting out. I saw it over here. I want to do it over here. And then the more they learn about it, the more it kind of progresses. Yeah. You know, speaking of kind of, you talked a lot about the design element, how clients can use it, are using it. Um, what, things can help them in that aspect because from my background and dealing with clients on design work uh, they don't generally start off knowing what they want and so you start giving them things and then they know what they don't want and then you start to kind of scale into okay you don't want that you don't want that you don't want that great now we kind of have an idea of what you want now to on version five of work so what are things from a digital signage standpoint um, that can help clients uh, understand not so much the capabilities like you can show them like examples of work but if they're designing the work or having you design the work and you're trying to get that initial you know layouts and, and looks done what are some things that you know could be best practices to help that process not be as painful as design usually is with clients who don't know what they want so the first thing I always do is I get on a before I get on a call is I ask them for like their their website address for the conference. I'll ask them for um, any graphics that they've already produced for the conference. And, you know, if they've developed an app, usually it's kind of funny because they, app developers, they got to love their life because they get a long time to develop these things, you know, because they start on these things. And somehow I always end up at the end. They're like, <laughs> oh yeah, digital science, let's, let's throw it up there. <laughs> so what I try to tell them is let me take a look at this stuff first. And then I tell them what I like and how, you know, what we can incorporate. And I'm like, and then I, I really help them out because I ease their, people are always nervous coming up to the last portion. You know, oh, there's a lot of stuff going on. And what I tell them is I'm like, you've already got these graphics produced. Let's put this together. And like I said before, I, I get with their, some, if I'm fortunate enough and they have a graphics team, I'll get with them. And I'll be like, you know, I'm going to save you a lot of time. You already had this stuff produced. Let's, you know, repurpose it. Um, and then I'll give them some examples of what I've done in the past. And, you know, like I said before, visually, let them take a look at it and be like, you know, what do you like? What do you don't like? And then it's, so I kind of, instead of designing something, being like, do you like this? Do you like this? I show them what I've done. I said, which ones do you like the best? And then let's go from there. So I, I use like a lot of my older projects. Mm -hmm. So Sometimes I have to limit myself because I start to get in a rut where I'm like, man, everything's starting to look the same. <laughs> but to them, it's original. But to me, I'm like, man, this is the fifth one I did like this. And so for me to be creative, sometimes I want to change them up. So I'll change up some uh, templates that I'll do. But normally, I mean, you know, if someone's like, man, I just want to do an agenda and a wayfinder and some informational base. I'm like, oh, I have a sign right here. Yeah. Um, I have yeah. some signs that I show them like, to new clients, I'm like, oh, here's my Mac Daddy sign. This is the one that took me a long time with a, you know, I, I worked for McDonald's a few years back and uh, I had a, I was like the art director for a McDonald's creative team. It was like the greatest job ever, you know, but for me personally to learn their brand and their uh, requirements of their brand, it might've taken me, you know, I don't know how many countless hours, but for, to have them at my disposal, be like, can I do this? And they're like, oh, absolutely. They're like, or they're like, no, you can't do this, but here, we'll send it to you. And they would redo it for me. So it was awesome. Um, 
but I, you know, I'll show people things of that nature and I'll be like, this is what we've done in the past. Get some ideas and come back to me, you know, take a, take 48 hours to think about it, discuss with your team and then come back to me and, and let's, let's go from there. So, um, I kind of call it cheating creative <laughs> because, but it's just, it's things I've learned to make everyone's lives easier, especially when you're on a deadline for an event. Nah, you're you're absolutely right. Like I said, you're generally going to be last in line when it comes to the uh, content needs and direction that needs to be given. So there's not a big window. Uh, there's already a bunch of content that's been created. So why reinvent the wheel? Um, but, you know, having those templates as you describe and then the examples of how those templates have been used definitely speeds up the process to where you're not starting from scratch and, and they have a base level idea of what they could do. Um, and then once that dialogue starts going where they can ramp it up. Um, but speaking of ramping up, like you talked about how, uh, you know, you suggested with the one of using digital signage um, with uh, touch technology to handle the uh, the notes of sticky board versus the old old school manual way post-its everywhere. What are some, you know, recent advances in digital signage that you've seen, you know, whether they actually been used or in development um, of, you know, what technology could be uh, currently done or, you know, even looking ahead a little bit with, uh, with digital signage? So I think the next step, and I mean, I know they're out there right now or like beacons and things like that. Um, I, I think, you know, facial recognition, all that kind of cool stuff. I, I think the next step, I mean, it's really analytics based. Um, you know, when you get something, you get the newest iPhone, you get the newest Samsung phone, you know, everything's cool. Um, until version nine, when it's the same thing, they don't come out with the same thing every year. They come out with new features. So you know, I'm thinking the integration and the analytics, I mean, why is it, why is it worth the money to do this? Um, especially for a live event. I, and I have had that in the past um, where people, you know, and you're just, I deal with different, I deal with clients that are multi-million dollar clients and I deal with clients that have the smallest budget in the world. And, you know, kind of listen. And those are the ones sometimes where I'm like, listen, you don't really want me, but I can help you still achieve what you're looking to do. You'll just have to do it on your own or, you know, with a PowerPoint you know, have their interns or whatever design their own PowerPoint. And then nine times out of 10, they come back, they're like, wow, you know, that's really what I, we just needed something simple. And they were so overwhelmed, like they had this concept of digital signage and they didn't know where to turn or what to do. So sometimes we turn into a consultant and while we're, we're still getting their business because we're still renting them hardware. Um, but, you know, we're helping them along the way. And then I've had the same people come back a couple of years later and be like, okay, now we're ready for that step because what it was was they had to introduce it and then grow their budget up. And then when they got that kind of money, because they saw the value in it. So, you know, I, I think the analytics are going to be the biggest things. Um, social media aggregators have analytics and that's one of the big things to offer is like, Hey, you can see on the back end, you know, I should say we offer to give it to them and we give it to them, but it's what they do with that stuff. But on the back end, you have, Hey, marketing can go exploit this number be like you know here's what happened during the event why did things spike at 11 o'clock oh general session speaker he was awesome we should have him back he was worth the money that, those kinds of things or people paid attention to him so right right so, yeah 
No, the analytics side is uh, definitely a popular topic, especially with the uh, consumerization of other technologies that are uh, starting to push into our industry. So that's interesting that digital signage is, is, you know, that's one of the areas of opportunity and, and next wave of technology coming in that area as well. So I want to flip the conversation internal a little bit. So we talked about kind of the solution, the customer experience side, um, how they can start to build, you know, their content and, and get that created uh, through your team. Um, what, you know, what skills do techs or salespeople who are trying to sell or support uh, digital signage for live events, what, what are some of those skills that they would need to be successful? So I'll start with the sales first. Um, and they're going to kill me when they hear this, but I think the, the most important thing is just listen, you know, listen to what their needs are um, to begin with. And then if you're not an expert on it, go get an expert, get someone that has the knowledge of it. Um, I mean, like I said, there's communications is in my title for a reason. That's what it is. Um, we're just communicating to people. And I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, listening and then communicating back to them, you know, we hear what you need and here's our solution for it. So that's the one thing. And there's not a lot of, I don't need the salespeople to be technical. They don't need to know how to do it. They just need to know what it does. Um, but I have a great sales staff here where they'll, somebody says digital sign, they, they know enough to talk about it and be like, yeah, you know, um, where they can qualify and be like, Oh, we have a guy. And then they'll, they'll call me up and we'll do demos for them. So that's a, that's a great asset that I have here is they're not afraid to go. I've got a guy. And uh, they always call me a guru, though. Uh, I, we got to <laughs> fix that term. I don't know. So, um, but yeah, like, and it, but it's great because, you know, when people consider that, oh, you're the professional in that industry, they'll listen to you. So that's the one cool thing with, you know, with our salespeople. And as from our techs, um, you know, I deal with a hardware. So I have guys that are IT, you know, they'll fix my computer when it's broken and all that kind of good stuff if I can't figure it out. Um, you know, AV techs at top of the line in the industry. Uh, but sometimes you throw software in front of them and they freeze up. So um, I have my guys that are open. They like, those are the guys that'll do anything though. They love a challenge. It's like, give them a challenge and you're, you're basically uh, insulting their manhood or womanhood. They're like, no way I'll get this done. So it's great where, um, you know, they just got to be open-minded. So those are like the two things is, you know, just listen to people and be open-minded. But I'm very fortunate to have a company that we have a lot of those people and we do such so many live events. I mean, our motto in the, in the field is every day is Monday at smart source. Cause uh, it's what it feels like. I mean, yeah, we get weekends off sometimes and, you know, but if you're in the field, it's like, you might be two, three weeks straight with a day off if that. So, um, you know, they understand the challenges and, but we also have uh, good things to, you know, references people that they can, they can call up and that's me, or we have other guys for other things, but, you know, we're, they can call up and we have a, a nice catalog of um, uh, SOPs where they can consult that as well. So I think, you know, it's just basically listening kind of, it, I, have, I guess one big thing too is being prepared, you know, um, not going in blind. So those would be the big things for me in, a, in our industry. 
you know, speaking of not going in blind, you know, somebody who's out there that would say, hey, I want to get into digital signage. We're not offering it yet. So I don't have the internal resources, but I want to go somewhere uh, or do some research to try to get some type of training. Um, to your knowledge, what training or resources are out there that people could go, um, you know, look into and go find on their own? Well, they're going to owe me for this plug, but the Digital Signage Experts Group. Um, so at DSC, which just happened, um, I was unfortunate I didn't get to go this year, but I went last year. They do, uh, they do training there. Um, you can actually get certified in the industry. Um, one of their big things through all the uh, flyers that I get and uh, their videos is, you know, they tell everybody, if you're even thinking about digital signage for your company or whatever, go to DSC. That's where it's at. Um, now there are other events out there, Infocom and some other smaller events that they have sections for digital signage. But I mean, the first thing, if you're really interested in, you know, go out there and go to one of those events and go talk to people and see, you know, what people are doing. I mean, some companies do stuff internally. They develop their own web-based, um, you know, but exploit your talents. You know, if you're good at design, let them, you know, let people know, Hey, I'm really good at design. Or if you're good at, uh, development on the back end, you know, you know, scripting and all that kind of stuff. Those are the things you really need to exploit. Um, but you know, there's also um, freeware out there where you can start and practice on your own. And you know, everyone's got a monitor. Well, I shouldn't say everyone has a monitor at home, but 99.9% .9 of Americans have a monitor at home. And if you have a computer, you have a digital sign. Um, you know, hook it up and you can do it right at home. Um, but that, that's the one cool thing. And you, you can't say people don't know what it is anymore because it's everywhere, especially if you go to Las Vegas. I mean, if you, if you don't know what digital signage is, go to the Las Vegas strip and you'll be inundated with digital signs. So, yeah. um, but I mean, the big thing is, you know, I don't know. I've never really, I should probably do this, but I've never really Googled is there, you know, a tutorial for digital signage, but I'm sure there is. I mean, there's, tutorials for everything. So, um, you know, some of the companies out there just go on their websites. I'm sure they have tutorials on what they do. I don't internally, my company right now, we just got, we have a client and they wanted to use bright signs. And so we brought bright signs in, um, players in, and a few years ago, I tried to get these things in for, for different reasons. I wanted to do abstract video walls, but they've progressed so much with their software. We, we have one sitting at my desk right now that we're playing around with. We're trying to see, hey, what are the capabilities and in, in, are these, can I use these for something else versus what I'm using for wins for, you know, are they something I can use in tandem? Is, is one better than the other? Those kinds of things. So um, I know a lot of softwares have free trials. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, those would be the things go out and you know start with the freeware first and then see if it's something you like. I mean, if you're really good at, uh, web design, you could probably design your own. Um, I know everyone's getting away from uh, Flash, but Adobe Air. Um, I've seen people use Adobe Air for uh, for stuff. And I'm not going to say it's the wrong way or the right way. It's their way. So, No, great info, great info. So we're going to wrap up with what I call the final five on live. Some more questions about Dave. Um, so it's just going to be a quick rapid fire, 60 seconds to uh, answer these five questions. And um, here we go. Um, so who outside of the industry has inspired you the most? Uh, 
Probably my parents. Um, I'm originally from Iowa. I live out, I live in Orlando. I lived here like 20 years now. Um, but come from a big family and my parents were hardworking, uh, you know, kind of like the average middle American family. Uh, both of them had jobs, but they worked hard. Um, but what they kind of taught me was, you know, there's nothing wrong with an honest day's work. Uh, if you ever want to punish your kids, you know what you can do? I'm going to tell you right now. It's the worst thing I've ever done in my life is bail hay. And, you know, in high school, you're a know-it-all. And uh, I thought I knew everything. And my dad's like, cool, go out to um, friend's family farming. I got you a job for the summer. It was bailing hay. I think I lasted a week. And I'm like, no way. I, I get your point now. I, I understand. So... It's the hardest things. I applaud farmers because it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, <laughs> but just their work ethic and what they also taught me to enjoy what life gives you. And, you know, um, they would take me. I was very fortunate as a child to travel a lot, too. So. Well, very cool. Uh, you've traveled a lot on the road, uh, doing shows all over the country, I'm sure. So what is the fav- your favorite place that you've eaten while on the road? Oh, man. Um, I have places for different cities. So, <laughs> and, you know, I can't say I have one favorite place in each city because there's so many different things. And, and people in my uh, company actually call me and stuff. You know what? I, I cheat. I'm not going to lie. I cheat. I go to like diners, drives, dive, you know, uh, that guy, Guy Fieri show. Yeah. Um, I've watched that. Um, I'll give my hint. What I do normally is, uh, you know, when you go to a city and you've never been there before, you're like, Hey, what's your top 10? Um, you look it up, never look at what's required or what they, the top 10 are always look at what the locals tell you to do. So, um, you know, whether it be Vegas, like actually one place I go in Vegas, that's a stop every time is uh, naked city pizza. And it's at a dive bar, uh, called moon doggies. There's your shout out for you guys. But, um, <laughs> like, it's a dive bar, but what's cool is we go, I think what's the best part is it's like, I just don't go there by myself. Right, I go right. with my guys, the guys that we work with. It's, it's team building. So those are probably the best places is, you know, we go to some places, um, whether it's, I like fancy restaurants, you know, they're great, but sometimes just relaxing dive bars with your friends that have great food. So um i'll give you a list sometime of all my places (laughs) from each city there we go there we go we'll post that on the site um so you've traveled a lot number of different cities what is your favorite city uh, that you've traveled to on the show um well so i live in orlando which is probably one of the most transient cities in the world um we've had people come and go i've lived here 20 years i worked in the bar industry so I have friends all over. So I can't say I have a favorite city either because like I'll go in waves where I'll go, like I have friends that live in Vegas. I love going to Vegas and it's not being the tourists on the strip, which is fun because there's so much people watching and things to do on the strip. And, um, but it's the things outside the city. I like to, if I can, I like to explore a little bit where, you know, if you can get a day off after the event before you have to come home and and do things, whether, you know, go to, drive the Grand Canyon, but do something. And I think, I think that's the one thing I would suggest to business travelers is uh, always try to take time for yourself. I know it's not feasible every single trip, but you know, if you can do something, uh, something little anyway. So, but I would say 
I just been going to Vegas for so much. I like San Francisco too because of the history and the. Um, I got a lot of friends that live there as well. So, <laughs> you know, at least it, it serves a purpose. You get to visit some friends, spend some time with your friends. And then um, afterwards, you know, they always have the lowdown on where to go locally too. So, Cool, cool. Uh, favorite movie of all time? PCU. Cool. And then last... Um, have you ever seen that one? I have not seen that one. It's an older movie, probably from the 90s. Um, it was called PCU had David Spade in it, had, um, uh, uh, I'll think of their name, uh, the guy from Entourage, uh, Ari, can't think of his name, had John Farber in it, um, but it, PCU is Porchester University or Politically Correct University, and it was making fun of the atmosphere of being politically correct, and, and the older it gets, the more the more it pertains to our society. It's just, it's just a funny movie. So. Sounds like something I'll be watching this weekend. <laughs> uh, and lastly, if you did not get into the AV industry, what would you be doing? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, you know, I've worked in hospitality a lot, and, uh, but I, I think I just kind of tired of that. And um, probably web design or something of that nature, still IT based, but um, something like that. I, I am looking to start developing apps. So that's going to be my hobby for the next, uh, next few months, I think. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Dave, thank you so much for being on this episode of the live life. Uh, please tell the audience where they can find you on the World Wide web and social media. Sure. So I am located on social media on my LinkedIn page. Um, that's usually that's pretty much what I use for business. Um, I do have, I don't have a personal Instagram. I use my work one. Um, I haven't been using it that much though lately. Um, probably need to update that, but, uh, the best place to find me is LinkedIn with my name. Very cool. Very cool. Well, folks, thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Live Life. Be sure you subscribe on iTunes or uh, the RSS feed on avnation.tv and to tune into all the future episodes. And we look forward to talking to you next month with more featured guests from the live event community. So thank you so much, Dave, and talk to you soon.